This is the Reset MD podcast. We welcome you to join in on our conversations with fellow physicians. Many of us in medicine reach a point in our careers where we want to make a change, hit a reset button. Wouldn't it be nice to have some guidance from colleagues who'd been there too and have pearls of wisdom to share? These well-being conversations will cover a range of topics, thriving in medicine, physician health, burnout prevention, work-life integration, practice optimization, advocacy, and support. And we'll just have some fun doing it. Listen in and start your reset. Hi, welcome to the Reset MD podcast. I'm Dr. Marion McCrary, one of the co-creators of the podcast. And today I'm having a conversation about well-being with Dr. Serene Sharif. Dr. Sharif is a trauma surgeon who lives in Virginia. And we've had the opportunity to connect and have conversations in other platforms. And I thought she would be a wonderful guest today So you all can hear about some of the resets that she's had in her life and how that's serving her now. Dr. Sharif, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I would love if you would tell our listeners a little bit more about you and how you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share. Um, So it's interesting when you talk about reset, I was actually thinking, you know, I feel like my whole life has been a little bit, a little bit of a reset, you know, um, and, and really made up of many transitions or pivot points. And I think all of my previous resets helped me when, um, when I hit sort of, you know, what I feel or what I felt is, is, was my rock bottom and just sort of burnout and, um, and just being miserable, I guess, you know, I was kind of thinking, um, I was like, I hit, that sort of peak burnout, um, maybe about four or five years ago. And I couldn't figure out why I was miserable. I had the job, you know, my dream job. I loved where I worked. Um, I had an amazing team, you know, I had, I was a mom, I was, you know, doing all of the things that I imagined would be part of my, really my dream life if I could have envisioned it. And I have had never been so miserable and felt so lost in my life. And um, I hit my reset, honestly, by accident. <laughs> there was no pre-planning or this well thought out, um, well thought out, like, oh, this is how I'm going to do it. I, I really like, I just hit, I went home um, after being on call over the weekend and my daughter, who was about three, four at that time, she, um, she was just so sad and she looked at me and she had like tears welling up in her eyes. And she says, you know, um, when you are, when I wake up in the middle of the night and you're not home, I'm just, I'm just so alone and I'm so sad. I don't like it when you're, you know, gone all the time. And she, she was always a, a little bit of a philosopher. Um, and, um, but just hearing that and a lot of other things had come up to my uh, older children were in their teens and, um, they were hitting their teens and, you know, just a lot of behavioral issues and struggles. And I was thinking, wow, I I can't win. Like, it doesn't matter how hard I try every place. I've just felt like I wasn't 
meeting my own bar. Um, and, um, and I had tried everything. Like I loved productivity tools, uh, like nobody's business. I was really into habit building and productivity and I did every single thing that I could think of to boost my productivity. So, you know, I really did feel like, okay, I have done everything and it's not working because I'm unhappy. My kids are unhappy and I don't feel like I'm being, you know, productive even at my workplace or, or doing my best. So I literally just went to work and handed in my resignation letter. And I just said, you know, this is, this is not where I need to be right now. And so I took a little bit of time and I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. Um, and just think about, okay, what is it that I actually want? Uh, and I had to actually even start back to the question before that, which is, I think part of why I was so miserable, you know, who am I? Like, what do I even like anymore? Um, I didn't, um, like now I have a, a wonderful community and I know I can ask questions and get lots of extra support. But at that time, I was not very active on social media. I, um, you know, didn't really have a lot of people that I could talk to who I felt got my struggle. And, and, and honestly, everywhere I looked, I felt like everyone else is thriving. They're all doing it. They're, you know, making it work, being a parent, you know, working and all of these things. And I'm the only person who's like screwing it up and, you know, not able to figure out how to make it to my kids things or, you know, be, be a I'd be able to enjoy where I am even. Um, so anyways, um, sort of fast forward and, and really uh, putting all of the uh, all of the reset into one um, uh, setting would just be that, you know, just taking time. I think that's what my reset was about, just taking time, getting to know who I am and what I want. I'd been on that hamster wheel, you know, roller coaster ride of, okay, you got to do all of this to get into medical school. Okay, now you got to do all of this to get into residency and surgery was pretty competitive when I was applying. So there were a lot of milestones to get through. And, um, and I um, also, I am an immigrant. So I felt like, okay, I already have 20 counts against me. Like there's so many ways that I don't belong. I got to prove myself. And I think that I just got so busy proving myself that I was worthy, that I was enough, that I was doing, um, you know, everything that I needed to, that I kind of forgot to just acknowledge and be human. So, so when I hit reset, really, that's where I went to just saying, okay, if I didn't have to do all of the things, you know, to be enough, like, what would I be? Who am I? What do I, what do I want? Um, who do I want to show up as a parent? Who do I want to show up as a surgeon? Because initially I thought it was just, you know, because I hated being a surgeon, but after I started doing it part-time, I realized I loved it. I just didn't want to work 80 to hundred hours a week. <laughs> that, that's really what I didn't want, but I, I loved my job and I loved what I was able to provide for my patients. So yeah. And, uh, and now fast forward um, to, you know, four or five years later, I feel like now I really am living, you know, sort of my dream life. And, and by that, I mean, it's messy. It's, you know, I'm still figuring things out. I still have, I mean, yesterday actually, I was apologizing to my son because, you know, he pointed something out where um, I guess there were some things going on. I was snapping at him and he's like, you know, you're, you're usually pretty nice to me, but I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm at the mercy of your mood. And I'm like, you know what? You're so right. You know, and 
being able to hear that, first of all, I felt so grateful that my 16 year old felt comfortable enough to sit down, talk to me and say, Hey, I love being with you. You are, you know, you are helping me with so much, but sometimes you're not very patient and being able to truly hear that and say, you're right. I'm not. And I actually, what I told him is I said, you know, thank you so much for telling me. I, I think I'm, I was having a human moment. And sometimes when I get annoyed, like, yeah, I, I guess I get snippy. So I'm going to have to be more aware of that and work on it. And I'm sorry that, you know, it was not intended to be against you. It was just me sort of having a, like, you know, annoyed moment. I said, you know, we are human. Sometimes we have that. And it was just so amazing. And I could not imagine that kind of connection and that kind of owning my messy self, right? Owning like, yes, I screw up sometimes. And you know, like, it's still okay. Like he was okay. I was okay. And we had, you know, I mean, our relationship has improved so much that we could both acknowledge it and it's not a big deal. And I think that it was just, it like exemplified everything that I've been working on and, you know, owning again, just being, being human in the moment. So thank you for letting me share that. Oh gosh. Uh, thank you for sharing that. It's to hear from what you described as, as kind of living the life that you thought you wanted, that you thought you should have, and it just not feeling good to coming full circle to this conversation with your son that was just so open. And so that, that ability, as you said, to be human and just hear each other and respect each other and to have time to reflect and think about that when you were working 80 plus hours a week as a physician, and then trying to be, you know, all the extra time that you had as a mom, and you just, you didn't even know who you were at that point. As you said, you just kind of followed the plan and you got there. There were so many parts of that, that you wanted to be there. Um, but to take that time away or to take that time and just figure out who you are, what you want, what makes you happy, what works for you, that seemed to kind of really flip everything for you to be able to do that. And, and that's something that for you, you took some time away for others. Um, they've been able to kind of carve that time out in their, in their work and continue that. So it looks different for everybody. Um, I also love, and this is conversation that we've had previously that that thought of like, it's, I can fix this. I um, don't need to tell anybody else about it. I can fix this on my own and I just need to get more productive and keep doing it. You know, it must be something I didn't do right. I've got to, to kind of be more productive. I've got to figure out the steps. And in kind of coming back to that, you know, there's definitely important things about being productive, but it sounds like that mindset, mindset shift, excuse me, was really important there that where you were like, it's not just me. There are other people that feel this way. And, and there are other people who have figured this out and there's possibilities and there's options. And I think that's one of the reasons that we wanted to have this podcast is for people to be able to share what's worked for them because there's so many people out there that feel like they're stuck in certain circumstances. And I've talked way too long. I'm going to turn this back over to you. 
No, it's so true. I think that's also part of, you know, why I started to share, right? Because initially, um, there's a lot of um, shame, self-blame, you know, guilt. Um, We've worked so hard. Why am I not doing this right? You know, Um, and in my sort of my previous life, I felt like, you know, I, I, I mean, I felt like I had to do it right, you know, if I'm not doing it right, whether it's as a mom, you know, and, and I think it's just because in our job, I mean, not doing something perfectly has consequences and it translates to everything in life. And now, um, you know, I mean, well, of course, we still have that expectation at work, but I really try hard to just at home, um, if we have to live that perfectionistic life everywhere, I think it would just be a lot for our brain to process and leaves no room to be human, you know? So I think that that's something um, that I, I do share openly with others that, we, you know, we don't, we can embrace our sort of imperfections as the thing that makes our life special. And I would say, uh, you know, all of the productivity tools in the world cannot change the fact that there is 24 hours in a day, right? There's only so much we can do. It cannot change facts like, you know, sometimes um, family members get sick. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes we get sick. And so to acknowledge that, we, yes, we're all human and to value that um, really perfection in being human, like not like perfect as in, you know, the, the actions, but just there's something amazing about just saying, yeah, you know, like today I'm tired. Today I am cranky. Right? <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll tell I don't work because I said today I'm really cranky. I'm just, I just woke up that way. And, you know, not feeling like we have to make everything into this picture perfect, you know, um, only positive emotions. You know, we don't acknowledge that we ever feel frustration. Like that's not real. And um, so I, I share some, you know, really, so we can all acknowledge that, that we're not alone. And I know I'm not alone, because the more I've shared, the more I've had people reach out and tell me, you know, that that my life, my story kind of struck a chord, because so many of us, we struggle with that being alone and thinking, oh, everyone else has it figured out. It's just me. I'm just the only one who, you know, doesn't have it. And just to say that you're not alone and um and that it is okay that we are worthy and we are enough and we don't have to achieve any sort of um, metric whether it is set by us or by anyone else that we can really choose to live life the way we want to experience it because you know what we only get to do this one time yeah and having that those thoughts and kind of having that be what underlies your day is just so freeing Mm -hmm. as you were talking about figuring out what's your why, you know, what's important to you? How do you, how do you want to do this? That's the, that's the secret sauce as people say to, to kind of having your days go the way that you'd like. Yeah. And I would say, you know, out of all the things that I've learned, really the thing that I feel has changed, you know, if you will, the mindset shift, the, the extra magic in, in all of the productivity tools would be mindfulness. Um, because the more I've incorporated, you know, I mean, we think of mindfulness and meditation as this thing that we do in this dark corner with, you know, like um, spending 45 minutes and, and freeing our thoughts and all that. And, and that's all there, but really it's mindfulness, um, you know, in when you cook dinner mindfulness when you spend time with your children mindfulness when you take a walk um you know being truly present and enjoying that moment that you're in 
instead of feeling like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do next? Or, or, or worrying about what has happened. You know, I, I didn't do that right. You know, I, and ruminating over the past. So you either ruminate over the past or you obsess and worry about the future and you're truly missing the only true moment, which is now. And um, I think when I, when I accepted that, when I embraced that, that's, that's truly when things you know, shifted. I still use all of my productivity tools. And, um, uh, but, you know, I think that being in the moment, that's really what made some of my tools, I think, like extra magical for me <laughs> and for others. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that as you're talking about, I do less of the ruminating about the past, but I'm always mm-hmm. like looking towards the future of like, Oh, what's the possibilities that curiosity, you know, how can I plan this? And for me, that kind of keeps me moving forward. But, but I've also found that sometimes as a distraction, as you said, like, Oh, I'm not going to concentrate on what's in front of me right now. It's a little hard. It's a little uncomfortable. You know what? I'm just going to plan this trip I want to take. And that feels a whole lot better. And so there's, there's just such a, as you said, such a gift to be in the present uh, as that uh, saying goes, um, the present is your gift. And it's just the um, ability to, to be where you are and be human. So it comes back to that as well. Mm-hmm. For you, um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you, you enjoy medicine, you enjoy mm-hmm. surgery a lot more now. What, uh, what's helped you and how have you kind of found what it, what's enjoyable about that kind of what combination of things have made that enjoyable for you yeah well I have to honestly give um, credit to um, an experience that I had so when I um, when I handed in my resignation I was kind of thinking oh what do I do maybe I'll do locums you know so I was kind of exploring that but um, I had in in, during that time period, also, I had been doing a few guest lecture, you know, type things at one of my local medical schools, and I enjoyed that experience so much. So they had an opening, and I said, "Sure, you know, why not? I can do that." Um, and I started teaching um, at um, you know one of the local schools, and um, really like seeing how magical medicine is through the eyes of medical students just helped me realize. I mean, I was honestly so bitter and so like pessimistic and like oh my god this sucks you know and then I see them get all excited about things and when they first figure something out or you know it's kind of like watching the magic in your children's eyes a little bit right and so as I started seeing that I was there for a few years um, and I was teaching a lot of different um, uh, uh, topics really we uh, you know initially I did mostly like um, like you know, fundamentals of uh, clinical practice, like um, how to do a history and physical and um, um, case-based learning and things. And then I started teaching ultrasound uh, because that was something that I had expertise in. And so I started doing that. And then we actually started doing mindfulness activities and wellness activities. In fact, um, I even taught like habit building and such, you know, during some of the sessions because, you know, we had flexibility to kind of do some lunch lectures and stuff. So, um, so we were doing all that. And what I realized is that, wow, you know, I've been so jaded. Like I have forgotten what brought me to medicine. I've forgotten what it is to hold someone's hand as you give them a heart diagnosis. I've forgotten 
how amazing it feels to give someone a good, you know, good news. Like when you say, yes, this is better, or, you know, your loved one is doing well and they're going to go home soon, you know? So I had forgotten and not been present, you know, really that's what it is. Cause I'm always, again, I got to finish this. So I could do the next thing and the next thing, but the more I slowed down and the more I started to see the world through the eyes of these amazing medical students who really, they shifted the way I was thinking about medicine. So then I was doing locums at that time. And, and so every time I would go, you know, I, I would have these encounters and I would come back and I would share the stories. You know, I had this patient or we had this case. And I realized that um, really this is what brought me to medicine and, and, um, and um, even things that I never even thought about, like, oh, well, did you ask this? And I was like, well, I, I guess not, you know, next time I gotta, I gotta think to ask this, or I have to follow up on that, or, you know, so I would say that um, inspiration is everywhere. Um, but they, um, you know, I mean, I, I honestly would have quit medicine if it weren't for my uh, few years with them. And then um, I have since then kind of gone on to do more. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm spending more time on call than I did before, but I still feel like it's on my own terms. And, you know, it's still in a way that I feel I'm able to give my best. Um, and each encounter, you know, and I had promised myself, you know, when I feel like, you know, this is it, this is my time to pivot and do something else, then that's fine. But as long as I love, as long as I get up in the morning and I think I can't wait to see how my day is going to go. I can't wait to see like what I can do today. I think that's the magical part of medicine for me. Oh, it's such a blessing to have that feeling and those thoughts when you wake up. It's like, the day's a possibility. It's just in mm. front of me and you're looking forward to the day rather than having some sense of, of dread. And it's so fun to think about, you know, going back to that wonder and that like awe of our, of the younger trainees mm -hmm. who are just kind of learning about all these things that as we've stayed longer in our career, we've kind of taken for granted and we've forgotten. So I love those two words that you said. It's just a reminder and it's inspiring. And, mm -hmm. and, and for some that may be where, that are listening, they may be kind of in the same place and they're like, huh, maybe I, I can think about this a little bit differently and really go back into, you know, what do I enjoy about this? And as you said, they kind of pulled you, pulled you out of there, kind of helped you realize what you had loved about medicine. And then you were able to kind of expand that into different ways. And I think even now, you know, what I, what I really have learned from them is curiosity. When I have a difficult encounter, you know, I'm curious, how, how could I make this better? When I see a patient really struggling, what can I say? And, and sometimes it's even, you know, tell me how I can help you because we don't know all the answers or we're talking to a family member and they have to make difficult decisions. You know, I mean, I'm sure you get asked this too. Like they always ask, what would you do? How would you, you know, do this? And I mean, that's one of the hardest decisions, right? And um, uh, I, I, I actually never, I always tell them, well, everybody's different. So, but you know, I, I'm able to help them in a way that I never was able to before, because before my first thought is, oh my God, I need to get out of here. <laughs> this, is, this is hard. This is hard. I, I, you know, I just, I'm not gonna, I mean, they need, they need to make the decision, you know, and, and I need to leave, but now I know that this is hard and I know I'm not going to make the decision for them, but 
it's still okay for me to be present. It's still okay for me to listen to them, for me to ask them questions, for me to help them figure out what is going to work for them and be present in a way that I think I was never able to before. So I think being curious and understanding that sometimes what we do is so hard that there are no answers, but that's okay. I mean, us just being there and holding space for them, I think is really all that patients or families, you know, that's what they're looking for because they don't know either. Yeah. I, I used to dread those conversations. Like you said, it's just like, I have to know all the answers. I have mm-hmm. to fix it. And when I started thinking about that differently, as you're saying, it's just, that's not always what they need. They don't mm-hmm. want you to tell them. They want you to be there to help them through that, help them figure out, you know, what's important to them. And that's a lot of that listening, that being in the moment, mm-hmm. kind of that room with them and not thinking I've got to go write that note, you know, as soon as I leave and just, they feel that and you feel that, and it creates that relationship, just like you were talking about with your son. And so I think, um, that mindfulness, that presence, um, and being another human, having that compassion to just be in that space with them, even though it is difficult, it's something that, that you can handle Mm -hmm. and that you can learn from, and that, that can benefit both of you. When you think about all of the things that we've talked about that are really supporting you for your wellness and, and the joy that you have when you wake up now and the things that you look forward to in your day, what, what other things for you personally help support you and keep you going in this, um, this space? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, one of the things that I struggled with a lot is feeling overwhelmed. In fact, it's probably one of, still one of my top like emotions that come up if I don't manage my thoughts, <laughs> manage my, my time, you know? Um, and, and part of that, I, I used to wonder, why is this always happening? Like, why do I put myself where I've got 20 things, you know? And what I realized and I accepted is that's just me. I love to do things. And so I'm, my brain is going to get excited about many, many things. And instead of like, you know, it's like, instead of scolding your child, because that's just who they are, I decided I'm going to accept my brain, but now I'm going to put um, pauses to help me protect myself. So on my calendar, I have built in rest time. Um, It it really actually just says rest. (laughs) And um, so I'm, and the other thing is, you know, you think that, oh, it's just like, I've been working on, you know, all of these things for many years now. And you think, okay, well now it's done. No, it's, it's still a work in progress. So right now what I'm experimenting with is um, I have two, two hour blocks of rest every day. And that could mean, and that could mean like, I just have a quiet breakfast. That could mean I go for a walk. These are not planned times. It's almost like white space, but I realized when I put white space in my calendar, my brain sees it as an opportunity to fill. So now I put rest and my brain says, oh, it's already full. I can't do that. So I would say, um, I guess the thing that I have used for my wellness the most is understanding myself, understanding where I struggle and and, and giving myself compassion for it, not feeling like, 
bad on me for trying to do, you know, instead of saying, because I used to like try to change that part of my brain for a long time. And then I realized, you know, what if I didn't? What if I just said, that's just my brain. But now, now that I know that's how, how I am, how do I set up my day? And my calendar is really how I run my time. So um, so I use my calendar as a tool to see, okay, how do I protect myself? Um, I do, um, you know, like the days that I'm post-call, I have noticed that I take a few days just to sort of bring my equilibrium back. So I schedule more than that as far as rest. I, um, the like for three days after my call time, I actually do have white space. I mean, I do not schedule anything um, other than like kid pickup or, you know, stuff like that. Cause I just want to have like, I, I want to have time for my brain to not think um, and to just be. So, um, so those are the kinds of things that I work with. Um, I do, um, you know, massages and like that kind of stuff, you know, self-care. But I think the thing that has made the biggest difference for me is really the rest really like looking at my calendar and seeing, oh, look, I have permission to rest. Sometimes we need that. <laughs> and, um, and each of these things really were built as habits because what I have found is that when I have to do, you know, 20 things in a day and I, you know, I have to like figure out, okay, I, you know, my oldest needs this, there's dinner to be done. I got to go pick that up. The cat did that. You know, I got to clean that up now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that pops up in an everyday basis. And so by having all the usual, all the routine stuff automated into habits, it actually helps me not have to think about it. And it really creates so much space for my brain to say, okay, well, that was all done on autopilot, right? So now I have time when I'm actually sitting down to do work or when I'm sitting down to have a conversation, you know, whatever it may be, um, it, or write, uh, you know, write an article, any of those, my brain is, is light. It doesn't, it's not like I'm tired just from the morning routine, <laughs> I, which it used to be. I'm, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I just finished like breakfast and getting kids to school and I'm, it's nine o'clock in the morning and I'm exhausted and I can't do anything else. But instead I feel like, okay, all of the stuff that was done, it was an autopilot. And now my brain is fresh and what do I want to do? So I think that that's been a huge blessing for me to kind of explore and, and still tinker with a little bit. I'm going to try this out. <laughs> I, I, I really love that, you know, kind of getting away from that decision fatigue, as you said, like probably yeah. those mornings that just were like draining, you had so many things you had to kind of think about and do. And so putting stuff on autopilot, that isn't the intentional things that you really want to spend your, your time and your brain energy on. And then that frees up that, that space to, to have that focus and to have that mindfulness and being present and that that kind of almost a little trick you know yourself so well that if it just is white space you're going to want to fill it up but if it's mm -hmm. got a block and it says rest then that really you come into that block of time in a totally different space and so yeah. you know there's things you're going to do during that time probably but you get to decide in the moment and it's not uh, prescribed ahead of time. So you have that, that permission and whether that's, you know, sitting and just, um, thinking and reading a book or whatever, or whether that's your time, you're going to get out and walk or however that might be, or take a, take a nap, 
take a nap. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, really rest. So, you know, you get to decide what rest is for you. And uh, I'm going to try that. I'll let you know back how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to share um, first week of December, I'm actually going to do a five day challenge on how to build um, your keystone habit. And keystone habit is really that that habit that is going to be your deal breaker on how your day is set up. So for a lot of people that ends up being morning routine, and and we might kind of chat a little bit more about that. But for some people, it might be just, you know, um, their evenings, you know, it's whichever part of the day where you want to kind of automate a little bit and and get into ease with it. So um, I would love to have you join. It'd be great. Oh, perfect. We'll get this out before then so (laughs) folks can um, participate. And I'll put all the information in the show notes for the podcast. We'll talk about that as well. This has been amazing. You, um, you've really given me a lot of things that I want to try out that have worked for you. And I think our listeners are really going to pull a lot from this. If you could sum up in maybe two or three pearls, um, as you might give in your, your students, as you were talking about, just to kind of, to wrap us up and take home what would those be? Well, number one, um, the pearl that, you know, I really try to embrace my life with is really self-love and self-compassion in all of our experiences, I think is so key. And when we practice by that, we actually give permission for everyone around us to do that. So, um, so that would be one, I guess, two, we have to talk about rest. I think rest is so important for our brains, um, for our body. And, um, and we are so used to just going, going, going that, you know, now we have to put it on our calendar. Okay. Rest, (laughs) but you know, I have to say it's something so simple and it it really is so effective. Um, It's even just a way for our brain to give ourselves permission. So, so self-love, self-compassion, rest. And the third is really passion. You know, um, we look for so many things outside of us to put that spark in our life, right? You know, we look at food. Oh, this food is so exciting. Or we look to Netflix or, you know, um, or social media binging. But what if you looked at what you really love to do and just did that? You know, whether it's cooking or traveling or, um, or, you know, connection with, um, with your loved ones. So I would encourage, you know, each of us just to find what fills our bucket, what makes us feel, you know, put a little pep in our step and just do a little bit of that. And if we did something that sparked joy in our life every day or every week, even if we planned that intentionally, we brought it into our life instead of saying, so busy, we don't have time. Um, but if we did that, then we wouldn't need to look anywhere externally because that joy would be within us. Hmm. Those are so good. And it just comes back to that permission to be human. I think Mm -hmm. permission to rest, to love yourself and to do what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. It's just, all those are, are kind of those core values for that or, oh, all right. I've loved talking with you. You You Um, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being on here and sharing your story, having this conversation and, um, and just talking about all these wonderful ways to, to find um, that ability to be human. 
And um, again, I'd love for our listeners to be able to um, listen in with your challenge. So we'll add that information. So check out the show notes. Thank you, Dr. Sharif. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening in on this conversation at Reset MD. If you'd like to reach out to us and continue the conversation for well-being, email us at resetmdpodcast at gmail.com.